0: Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, Anthony Davis practices. He's on his way back and LeBron is on his way out. Good Lord this season. Frank Vogel said that Anthony Davis was a full participant in practice yesterday by the time you guys are listening to this. Uh, He then said that Anthony Davis would be listed as doubtful, which is technically an upgrade from out, as he has been for the last uh, several weeks or so. Joining Anthony Davis on that doubtful list, however, is LeBron James as the Lakers get ready to play the Dallas Mavericks tonight. Uh, This probably means the Lakers are going to drop another one, and the Spurs are not playing tonight, so that means after tonight, the Lakers will probably hold a half game lead over those San Antonio Spurs for the final play-in spot. And (laughs) look, there's only so many different ways I can say that this is something that I kind of sort of predicted. It was hard even then to predict it because it just felt so unrealistic, but uh, just because of how great a, a failure this season has been. But it's looking less and less likely that the Lakers are going to make the play-in, and I, they only really have themselves to blame. Sure, you could look at injuries, and sure you could look at, at at coaching and and circumstances or whatever, but at the end of the day, this is a roster that you know was a disaster, and this is a now two-year stretch that has been a disaster. Three out of The four years that LeBron has been with the Lakers, they've either missed or essentially missed the playoffs altogether. And again, I just keep my I keep finding myself wondering where is the accountability going to come from? And Eric Pincus of Bleacher Report detailed uh, some of the mistakes that the Lakers have made over the last few years. I'm just going to I'm going to (laughs) read Eric Pincus's article. So he obviously mentions the Russell Westbrook trade, which has been beaten to a, a bloody pulp. He also offers up, though, a few examples of the Lakers screwing up on the margins in ways that have really hurt hurt them. So uh, he talks about Talon Horton Tucker's contract. Quote, the Lakers saw enough talent in Talon Horton Tucker to buy the number 46 pick in the 2019 draft from the Orlando Magic for $2.2 million in a future second-run selection. And it's perplexing L.A. didn't sign Horton Tucker to at least a three-year deal as a rookie. Of the 22nd round picks that were drafted and signed in 2019, Horton Tucker was the only one to sign a two-year deal. Most, 14, agreed for three or four seasons, inked two-way contracts, and the pair didn't immediately join the league. The Lakers, who were under the cap in 2019, needed to set aside another $1 million in cap to ink, talent, uh, to ink Horton Tucker, to a three- or four-year contract that could have come by shaving salary from pre-agent signings Danny Green, JaVale McGee, Quinn Cook, or DeMarcus Cousins. But even that was a necessity, as the Lakers were briefly under the cap by about uh, $100,000 immediately after they acquired Davis from the New Orleans Pelicans. While that oversight may not have seen seen significant at the time, it has had lasting repercussions. Horton Tucker has since re-signed to a three-year, $30.8 million contract, starting at nine and a half mil. While his contemporaries of the 2019 second round, including Terrence Mann and Daniel Gafford, are earning $1.8 million this year, both Mann (number 48) and Gafford (number 38) uh, have been rewarded with extensions, but their salary jumps don't kick in till 2023 and 2024. Uh, Compounding matters, Horton Tucker's deal includes a player option for 23-24. The Lakers passed on the opportunity to trade him with Caldwell Pope and Dennis Schroeder before the 2020 deadline to to the Raptors for Kyle Lowry. The market wasn't as generous uh, generous in February. Quote, he may be great in four or five years, but he's not right now, a Western Conference executive said. If we trade for him and he blows up, he'll just opt out and hit free agency in 2023. We'd have no control over his contract. Where it really twists the knife is the effect that it had on Alex Caruso, as Pincus writes here again. If budget were the issue, Horton Tucker at $1.8 million would have solved that. The mistake in 2019 has had lasting repercussions, meaning that uh, the Lakers essentially felt like they had to choose between THT and Caruso last year. Uh, they obviously chose THT, and Caruso was allowed to walk. While Caruso wanted to return to the Lakers last offseason, the franchise wasn't willing to offer him a contract on par with the $37 million over four years he got from the Chicago Bulls. The decision was made primarily based on basketball evaluation of Caruso. It was the wrong choice. Uh, I'll just add to this that... This was, in many ways, a basketball decision and one that is incredibly perplexing beyond the, the salary tax implications. Instead, the Lakers gave $10.3 million to Kendrick Nunn over two seasons. He's missed the season with a knee injury, but even if Nunn were healthy, that money would have been better spent on Caruso. Um, let's go down. The next part here is really meaty as Pinkus outlines uh a quote from him a master class in devaluing players in picks starting from 2018 the lakers waived thomas bryan who became a productive starter after the wizards claimed him off waivers if a young talented big who can shoot the ball doesn't fit your plans why not trade him in 2018 also they revoked future all-star julius randall's qualifying offer to let him walk as an unrestricted free agent randall was a number seven pick in 2014 in 2019, the Lakers traded Spee Mikhailuk and a second rounder to the Pistons for Reggie Bullock, uh, who was left as a free agent, who left as a free agent after the season. Two smaller assets gone to rest the services of a veteran shooter. LA didn't even make a playoff run. In 2019, the Lakers also traded Evita Zubots and Michael Beasley to the Clippers for Mike Muscala, who left as a free agent after the season. The Lakers wasted yet another quality draft pick, number 32 in 2016 gave the Clippers a starter, uh, and hadn't, haven't had anyone as good at center. Zubats is, like, legit good now. 2020, the Lakers traded Danny Green in a first-round pick to get Dennis Schroeder, who left as a free agent after the season. It was a, a significant step as L.A. broke apart its championship defensive identity and also threw away a first-rounder. In 2020, the Lakers traded JaVale McGee in a second-rounder to the Cavaliers for Alfonso McKinney and Jordan Bell, Bell was waived immediately to make salary cap room for Marcus Gasol. After the season, McKinney was waived, and Gasol was traded with the second-round pick and $250,000 to the Grizzlies. McKee is playing a valuable supporting role for the first-place Suns. Neither Gasol nor McKinney is in the NBA. That journey cost two second-round picks. And then, obviously, in 2021, the Lakers traded Kuz, KCP, Montrezl Harrell, and a first-rounder for Russell Westbrook, which has been covered at nauseam. And, uh, you know, you could, I, I'm not, I don't want to completely take all of Pincus's article. I want you guys to read it and go over it because it's just painful to see all of the ways that the Lakers have just thoroughly screwed up in the margins. And, you know, the, this is something that I get a lot of shit for in in that I do tend to nitpick those margins. I, while the Lakers had AD and LeBron, I was told all the time, oh, shut up, don't talk about the margins. What matters in the NBA are stars, which, you know, by the way, is true. But the the margins in an incredibly competitive and an, incred- an incredibly intelligent league, those margins really do matter because we are now, the Lakers are now heading into an offseason where they have to trade Russell Westbrook, they have to get wing depth, they have to get some kind of center, some backup center, for Anthony Davis, I would imagine, and they have almost nothing to work with. They have two first round picks, but after they trade those two first round picks, if that's what they elect to do, they won't have draft picks for like they won't have control over their draft picks until almost twenty thirty. Like that's what the Lakers are looking at here, and you know part of that is yeah, that's how championship windows go. But the other part of it is they didn't have to be in the circumstance where they would be in where they would have these few. Assets. And, you know, look, I at the time when Rob Polinka took over for Magic Johnson, uh, the Lakers were incredibly mum in terms of their intentions and who all were potential candidates. Jeannie Buss wound up sticking with Rob Polinka. Polinka is, according to anybody that you talk to, granted, a lot of my sourcing comes from the Lakers, is a stickler for details. However, he just doesn't have experience in in personnel management he has a lot of experience in getting his clients everything that he can possibly get and to that and and, and to that those efforts he does need to know quite a bit about the CBA um, so that he would know exactly how flexible teams are at any given moment but it's different when your goals are only for your 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 clients and have nothing to do with the competitive nature uh, with the other 29 teams in the NBA that uh, your client doesn't play for. So uh, whether he is around long enough to gain that experience or whatever, uh, this is something that has always been a concern with Palenka and with this entire front office, which by the way, like he's not the only one who is lacking experience here. Kurt Rambis doesn't, if he does have experience, it's all been bad. Uh, Magic Johnson, when he was hired, had zero experience in the position that he held. And the Lakers didn't do anything to replace Magic Johnson when he took off. So it's this brain trust of people who don't have the necessary experience. And again, an incredibly competitive league. And And this is the last point that I'm going to make on this. It's that where's the accountability going to come from? Normally, when you have your mistakes, that clearly outlined, and you see how those mistakes have led directly to going from being on the top of the league with plenty of flexibility to now either barely making it into the play-in or missing it altogether after the league has expanded the the, the playoff seedings, right, Uh, you go from... Situation, situation a to situation b here in this short amount of time and now other things had to have happened right anthony davis hasn't been able to stay on the floor lebron james has had his own injury concerns as well and that obviously plays a big role in where the lakers currently sit uh, but they also have completely bungled the Taylor horton tucker situation not just contractually as eric pink has outlined but in just a complete un- misunderstanding of what the guy is good at he is not a 3 and D wing and the Lakers treated him as if he could just become this 3 and D wing overnight because they traded for Russell Westbrook. That's not how that's not how player development works. And you know that that, that they did develop Alex Caruso into a very important role player and then they just let him walk. They didn't it's not just that they that, that they lost the guy, but this was clearly a player who was in demand around the league, the Lakers could have gotten something or at least filled his salary spot. They chose not to. And because they didn't, the Lakers are going to have one fewer salary to be able to try to match when it comes to some of these trades. And that's what they ran into when they tried to do anything whatsoever at the trade deadline. They had Taylor Horton Tucker's contract, and that was about it. (laughs) <laughs> and and it's really hard to make deals happen when you only have one player in that nine to 10-ish million dollar range. So the Lakers now head into the soft season and they head into the soft season with a lot to do and they head into it with the same brain trust that has completely bungled the margins now for multiple years, plural. And again, if you don't... It, it, if you don't if there's no concern for your job security then what's the impetus to really learn from your mistakes cuz what it looks to me like is that they feel like they can keep making the same mistake time after time after time after time because Genie Bus is too loyal to fire them and and look i every time i i talk to somebody about Genie Bus they always say the same thing she's incredibly loyal she's incredibly nice she's uh, legitimately <laughs> saint-like, given uh, her background, right? And it's being her background is being very, very clearly detailed in Winning Time. What I don't hear often enough is, but man, she really gets it on how to win in the NBA. Because her time as owner, like the decisions, the big time decisions that she's made, would not lead me to believe that she does. Right. She empowered Magic Johnson. He sucked. And then he booked it. She chose not to replace Magic Johnson at a time when the Lakers job at that at that point, the head of basketball operations for a team with LeBron James and Anthony Davis, if that was left to just an open hiring uh, field, that would have been one of the most sought after jobs in NBA history, not just this current NBA, but NBA history and they didn't they chose no you know what we're good with the people that we have here and that decision it would appear you know look they did win a championship we do have to be fair here but did they win a championship with pieces that Rob Polinka like went out of his way to 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 find or did they win a championship with LeBron AD some spare parts and a couple of signings here and there and then run in the opposite direction of the identity that won them that championship. Because that from where I'm sit, sitting right now, that's what it seems like. And if they head into the soft season with no organizational change, then why should I or why should you as fans have any faith whatsoever that this organization can or will figure it out? All right, that's going to do it for this somewhat longer Episode of the Lakers Lowdown podcast. Uh, make sure you check out the uh, Taco Tuesday guys who recorded yesterday in my stead. I'm recording here in a bit. Both the Twitter Spaces with uh, those of you who want to tune in live on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Anthony Irwin LA, or you can follow obviously Silver Screen and Roll at Lakers SBN. Uh, we're going to go live from there at about noon Pacific. And then a little after that, I'm going to be recording an Anthony Irwin show with a special guest to look at the Lakers and Pelicans situations. Until then, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one.